Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. I know I missed last week, but I'm happy to be back. And this will be my first episode of just me talking. I thought this would be fun. And I also posted this podcast on my YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to me on there, you can watch the live version if you would like. But today's episode is about 10 decisions that you can make in your teens or 20s that will change your life. And I want to say just as a preface that everything that I share and honestly, any sort of thing having to do with, you know, personal development mindset, how to live your life, take it with a grain of salt, you know, follow your, your intuition, your intention and knowing yourself and how you live in alignment comes first. When I share videos or podcasts like this, or just any, honestly, anything I post in general, it's for you to either start a conversation with yourself, with somebody else, start a thought thought process, create some self-awareness, or to completely disregard if it doesn't resonate with you. So we will get into the 10 decisions that you can make in your teens or 20s that will change your life. And once again, subscribe to me on YouTube. My YouTube handle is just Livy Redden, and I will add it into the show notes. I wanted to make this video because I think often in this kind of awkward transition phase of life, we're not really sure which decisions we should make that will benefit us the most. And these are just, this is just me as a fellow 20 something. Uh, I'm also a mindset educator, podcast host, book club host, writer, and business owner. And this is just advice, some advice from me about how you can create a life that you've always wanted and truly intentionally create a life that you love. So let's hop in to decision number one. All right, first thing, read 10 to 30 minutes every day. I know it sounds rough and believe me, I see, I talk about books a lot on my social medias and I think people think that I love reading. I don't love reading. I don't think I ever picked up a single book in high school by choice. And I, even in college probably, maybe a few here and there, um, but I rarely... In high school or college, I rarely picked up a book by choice, but I found at the beginning of this year, I started reading one to two books a week, whether that be on Audible or with a physical book, and it has really helped me in a lot of ways. I don't think one book a week is necessarily attainable for everyone for the rest of their lives. I'm definitely not going to do that for the rest of my life. No freaking way. Um, But 10 to 30 minutes per day of an educational book whether that be biographies, autobiographies, personal development, business, sociology, biology, any research-backed book, spirituality, or any other type of educational content that you are interested in, not just reading it because you feel like you should, something that you're interested in that will help you learn to love to learn and will allow you to expand your mindset do that 10 to 30 minutes every day. And it's and a side note of this is that there's no point in reading the book if you aren't applying any of the knowledge. So I would highly recommend you're either highlighting, bookmarking, or you're taking notes. After I finish a book, I take notes every single time. Uh, I combine all the notes that I took throughout and I have one book that's for note taking when I read. And that has been awesome because I've ref- I've referred back to it all the time. I can look over my notes from past books that I read. So I would highly recommend that you take some sort of notes or find a way to apply the things that you're learning. Otherwise, it's pretty much useless and you might as well not really read at all. 
If you want to fill, if you want to follow me on Instagram, I post a book review on there every week. I also have a book club called the Mindset Mastery Book Club that I co-host with my friend Cassidy Carlson, and you can join that book club if you want with the link in the description. We would love to have you. Decision number two is to stop always asking yourself what you should do as opposed to what you actually want to do. Oftentimes, at this point in our lives, we forget to even ask ourselves what we would actually want. And of course, we can't always do what we want, but never even asking the question is going to lead us to a fairly unfulfilling life. Because at the end of the day, you want a life that you want. And I would assume 10 years from now, you probably don't want to realize that you, you settled for a life that everyone told you you should have because you never asked, asked yourself, what do I actually want? A quick story about this in Matthew McConaughey's autobiography, Green Lights. It's a great book. I would read it. But he talks about how when he started building a lot of traction and started to become more and more famous, he, you know, started to gain money, started to gain popularity, and he started to have access to, quote, fancier things. And he said that at one point, a movie that he was starring in, they were having him stay at this house, and in the house, there was an in-house maid. And basically, he asked, she asked Matthew McConaughey if he wanted his jeans pressed. And he sat there for a second and he was like, hell yeah, I want my jeans pressed. So he, for that time that he was filming that movie, he was getting his jeans pressed. And he realized, looking back on it, that he didn't even want his jeans pressed. It was just the fact that it was available, so he took it. But at the end of the day, he... Because in his mind, he was like, well, yeah, if it's free, I should get my jeans pressed. But he never really asked himself, do I even want to get my jeans pressed? And all this is a really simple example. I think oftentimes we forget to even consider if we want something or whether we're just doing it because we feel like we should or society or our parents or our friends are telling us that we should. Decision number three, please, my lovely, lovely friends, do not settle for a job that you know you are worth more than. And I know this is easier said than done, but if you believe that you are being underpaid and your skills way outweigh what you're doing at a specific job, I would try to be as persistent as you possibly can to to get a job that you feel like is more at your level, that is challenging you, challenging you, or is using your skills that you have. And sometimes if you're looking for long-term benefits of a job, I would get a job that pays less, that will connect you with people that you need to be connected with, or will give you a skill that will help you for the rest of your life. Or if you can, if you're going to college or something, work for somebody for free and learn those skills, learn those connections, because in the long term, those skills and those connections that you create, those things will bring you income in the long term. And sometimes at this age, it's about playing the long game, which kind of sucks. An example where I've had to do this, where I was deciding whether or not I want to do my current job, or I'm where I'm assisting coaches with their business or starting a podcast production company. That was my other option. And I had actually got all the plans together, everything I needed to start that podcast company. And I decided, <clears throat> one, I asked myself, do I actually want to do this? Like, yeah, it makes sense that I should do this. I know podcasting, I could make a lot of money doing this, but I 
didn't, I realized that I didn't even want to do that. And I decided to take the long game route by making a little less money now, but building my connections and building skills that I'm learning from other coaches, because that is something that I am working on doing, creating courses and creating one-on-one mentoring and group coaching, uh, which I'll probably be launching soon if you want to join those. But as far as the skills that I have developed those will stick with me in the long term and bring me more income for the rest of my life. And although I could have been making more money now starting my podcast production business, I didn't. And I'm so grateful that I didn't. So that's also where the should versus want question comes into play. Decision number four is really simple. And it's just to remember people's names. That's, that's literally it. And you might be thinking... You know, why would I say this? And this is something that's that's been brought up by a lot of professionals or if you've ever read Carnegie's book, he talks about this. But remembering people's names will help you a ton, especially if you're a college student or someone that's trying to progress in your career or someone that's even trying to... Uh, honestly, even if you're in high school, I think remembering people's names will help you a lot as like just socially in general. And... The reason why it's so important to remember people's names is because most people don't. They forget your name. Like, I'm sure you've done this. I know I've done this. Where someone tells you your name and you forget like five seconds later and it's like men in black, memory wipe, no freaking recollection. And you're still like talking to the person, but you can't even, you're just like, bye, acquaintance. And the reason why it is so important to remember people's names is because people hold a very high value to their names. People's names, they attach really strongly to their names. And if you remember, if you remember, if you meet somebody and you remember their name, the next time you see them, that's going to mean a lot to them, especially if you can remember one thing about them. So for example, you know, you meet said John and, uh... John is telling you about how he's stressed about his daughter's wedding that he's planning or his sister's wedding that he's helping plan and you write that down. You put that, I'm not even kidding, Put make a note in your phone that's for remembering people's names. Put John worried about sister's wedding or planning sister's wedding. Then, <clears throat> then next time you see said John, you can say, John, hello. How is your sister's wedding? And I think just those two things will make people want to connect with you long-term and your network is really important as far as career goes. But also, I mean, that's just what life is about, connecting with people and making an effort. And this isn't about manipulation or trying to get people to like you more. It's just about being, it's, it's about authenticity. It's about being genuine and what goes around comes around. And I think a simple way to do that is to remember people's names. Decision number five is to only put yourself around people that bring you energy. Please, for the love, surround yourself with people that bring you energy. It will help you so much in your life. Be around people that that create a mutually beneficial relationship for you. And I know at this age, there's a lot of transition happening. We're losing friends, we're gaining friends and it sucks. It's fun, but it sucks. But I think it's cheesy, but the whole thing about having less friends 
that are really good and a bunch of friends that are just marginal, it rings true. Place your effort and attention on people that bring you light, that bring you energy, that bring you love, and that will make a world of difference in your life. And a side note to this point, I think it's also important to mention that I wouldn't recommend you also always being around people that are the same as you. In a book by Meg Jay, she's a PhD clinical psychologist, she talks about the urban tribe. And this is something that happens in your 20s where a lot of kids move out to a city or a town and they create a tribe of really similar people and it's really hard and awkward for them to break out of that tribe. And I think if you connect too strongly to that urban tribe, it can be somewhat detrimental for you. So I think it's really important to find a balance of people that are similar and challenge you in their in their differences. So... As far as that goes, I would be careful about getting too clicky with an urban tribe, especially when you move out or in college, because I think you'll miss out on a lot of possible connections and people that you could really, that could really bring a lot of love into your life and you could bring a lot of love into their life. Tip number six is to listen to podcasts or Audible while you get ready, drive, or you're cleaning around the house or while you work out. I say this because it is such a good way, one, to multitask, but also it's just a good way. The most important thing that you have is time. And I think it's really important that we guard that time and try and use it as efficiently as we can. And I think this is a great way to do that. And I would highly recommend, I'm biased, but I would highly recommend trying to listen to podcasts or Audible while you work out. And the reason why, I know it sounds weird, I... When someone initially told me to do that, I was like, um, no, thank you. I, that, like, that sounds horrendous. That sounds so unmotivating. And I remember I tried it once when I was 16 or 17 and I've done it ever since. I listen to podcasts and Audible when I work out every time because it stimulates your brain while you're stimulating your body. And instead, if you've ever experienced this, if you're someone that works out frequently or you're an athlete, when you're listening to music with headphones on, you might kind of start to zone out and blur out or feel kind of numb in a sense. And I think when you're stimulating your mind while you're working out, it makes the experience a lot more enjoyable and actually go by quicker, which is the exact opposite of what I was expecting when I first started doing that. Tip number six is to understand if you haven't already that your parents are not always right. And by no means am I a parent hater. My mom is literally my best friend ever. I love her so much, but I think it's important to recognize the fact that oftentimes our parents do what is safest for us and not necessarily what will make us happiest. And I think Sometimes, even though it's rough, if you feel like something is in alignment with you, you're following your intuition, you're being very intentional, and your parents just don't understand, I think that is okay. It is okay. And sometimes you have to challenge what your parents think is best for you, especially for my 18 and older people listening, because on the flip side, sometimes it's just hard for your parents to let you go and to see you take risks. But in my opinion, this is the best time to take risks. You should be risky. I'm talking calculated risks. Don't be stupid. 
Don't be stupid. You know, you know what I'm saying. But I will say as a side note, if you are still on your parents' payroll, right? If you are still a liability for them, you're living at home, they're paying for your gas and your groceries. If you're living under your parents' roof and you're pissed off because they are setting rules, setting boundaries on you, and you feel like they're restricting you from the life that you want, that's on you. Leave. Find a way to leave. Get your crap together and leave. Because if you're on their payroll, you're on their payroll. Like you play by their rules when they're paying for everything in your life. And that's just the way it is. I know it kind of sucks for some people, but that's the way it is. And by no means am I saying, is it okay for your parents to be any sort of emotionally abusive to you or any type of abusive, but I am saying, if you are on their payroll, you're playing by their rules and that's what it is. Tip number seven is to become financially literate. If this is something you haven't really heard before, financial literacy by definition is the ability to understand and effectively use various financial skills, including personal finance management, budgeting, and investing. And this is something you need, 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 need to learn. And I'm not gonna go too far into this because I am not a financial expert. That's why I don't make finance videos. But in the description, I will leave some books that have been recommended to me, some financial podcasts, as well as YouTubers that I think can be some great resources. And by no sense is this financial advice. I am not a financial advisor, but I would, but I will advise you as far as your life goes, become financially literate. Talk to, talk to your parents about money, research about money. And although life isn't money, Money is a part of life and you need to learn about it if you want to live a good life. And when I talk about this on my TikTok, a lot, I see a lot of people say, I hate capitalism. I don't want to do this. And I think to those people that think that way, you're setting yourself up for failure. You are setting yourself up for failure. And I think you deserve better. And I think you can be better. And I think you've promised more of yourself than that. So financial literacy, make it one of your top priorities. Decision number nine is learning about nutrition and what foods you shouldn't and shouldn't be putting in your body. This has helped me learning about nutrition. It has helped me in so many ways, helped with my energy, helped with how I feel, helped with my happiness levels, helped with my ability to have motivation to achieve my goals. And I think, and I, I would also say if you're a college student on a budget, it is possible to eat healthy and be on a budget. If anything, it's cheaper than buying packaged things because oftentimes those are expensive. You don't have to eat organic. You don't have to shop at Whole Foods, but you can buy healthy food on a budget. And there's a lot of, I'm not going to go too far into that either, but I'll also add some resources in the description on how you can do that, how you can budget, how you can eat healthy on a budget and some resources about how you can learn more about nutrition. 
And last but not least, I pulled up my laptop here. I am going to, for decision number 10, I actually wanted to read some of the decisions that y'all have told me about that you made in your teens or 20s that changed your life for the better. Because I think you can also, as much as you can learn from me, I can learn from you and I can learn from other people. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some comments that I got about decisions that y'all have made in your teens or 20s that changed your life. I have some of the top liked comments about decisions that people made in their teens or 20s that they would highly recommend other teens and 20-somethings to make for a better life. So first one is, she said, living by myself was the best decision. It brought me inner peace. I was more calm, calculated, independent, and not dealing with people I live with. And I really liked this comment because I've myself contemplated about getting my own apartment um, as opposed to living with roommates. And I think, I think it really depends on the person because I think for some people living alone would be really rough on their mental health. Um, but I think for me, I think it would bring me a lot of peace. So I, I, I actually myself really loved getting this comment and having so many people like it because uh, it really made it evident to me that it really does depend on the person. Another person said, deciding to post on TikTok regardless of what I thought others' opinion would be. Ditto. This one says journaling, write in a journal every day, write about your day and your emotions. I promise it's worth it. When you're older, you can look back on it. I, a side note on this, I really struggled at journaling for a really long time and, and something I would recommend for anyone that is struggling to journal but wants to is one, get a journal with no lines that you can doodle in and it's a little bit more fun, freeze restriction, and two, only write one, two, three sentences. That's what I do. I meditate in the morning and I write one to five sentences in my meditation journal about the things that I'm thinking about, things I've learned, uh, things I want to remember. And that is that has been a way that's allowed me to actually be consistent with journaling. But whatever, whatever way works for you, that's the way I do it. And that's the way I really love because it allows me to actually be consistent. Another comment, the best decision, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rapid fire these now. The best decision I made was stopped being the person everyone wanted me to be and started being the one I wanted to be. This one, super simple, two word comment, got like 1200 likes. Stop complaining. I love that. This is another one that I think could apply to a lot of people. This may not be best for everyone, but I, when I started putting less stress on myself about school, my grades and happiness grew. And I really like that because I think with the education system, I think a lot of kids end up um, having poor self-esteem, putting a lot of pressure on their self, themselves, being overstressed. And I think that's something really important to regulate because at the end of the day, honestly, your mental health is more important than your grades. This is another one that I really loved. Learn to do things just for the knowledge or fun of doing it. When I tell you that one thing will serve you for the rest of your life, as far as your happiness, your energy levels, your skills, even your income, learning to, the education system teaches you how to learn. This teaches you how to learn to love to learn. And if you can learn to love learning, that will serve you positively for the rest of your life straight like it will help you so so much learning to love to learn I, I love that anyways there were a lot more of these that I really loved you guys are 
some emotionally intelligent kings and queens. Thank you for letting me share your advice. And I hope this was helpful. And I hope this can also start a discussion, whether it be in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or within your house with your friends. I hope it, or even with yourself, I hope it can just start a discussion or a thought process within your own mind. So thank you for watching. Happy to be here. And I hope you have a lovely week. By the time you're watching this, I will be in Costa Rica. Very excited for that. Anyways, love you, bye. I'm super pumped to see you've reached the end of the podcast. Not only because you hung out with me and our guests, but because you took the time to better your life through the stories and advice shared on this podcast. And if y'all would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review, that would seriously mean the world to me. And if something in the podcast really sparked an aha moment for you, please share it with those you love and get a conversation going because I truly believe that that is where the magic happens. So keep learning, seizing the moment, and intentionally creating your life. Thanks for listening and I hope to have you back soon.